When I was in junior high, a big group of friends did a 150-mile bike trek. And on the first day, I fell behind, just a little at first. But as the day wore on, farther and farther back, in fact, there was only one behind me, and that was good old Mr. Robinson, one of the three fathers on the trek who drew the short straw and had to bike cleanup that day. Mr. Robinson was phenomenally patient, but I wished that he wasn't there. I was embarrassed, wished no one was witnessing this show. Occasionally, he would give me a word of encouragement, but you know how that is. It didn't even help. In fact, it felt like it made things worse. Occasionally, he would offer some water or a snack to fuel the engine. I wanted nothing to do with it. I felt inadequate, weak, alone, and wanting to be more alone. Now, Mr. Robinson was an engineer. In fact, a good engineer. He was a chief engineer on a ship for the Merchant Marine. And as he was riding right behind me, his engineer eye noticed something. He asked me to stop. You can imagine that was the last thing I wanted to do at the time. No more attention on me, please. Just let me keep pedaling my heart out. Well, today we celebrate the solemnity of Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. And reflecting on kingship this week, this old memory came back to mind, and I realized that Mr. Robinson had been a great king for me. He was patient, to be sure. He, he gave an encouraging word. He gave nourishment. But ultimately, there was a time at which he asked me to stop, to step down, and to let him in. Brothers and sisters, so often we try to do it ourselves. We just want to, to keep going. But eventually, Mr. Robinson prevailed. And when I got down, he took my bike in hand, looked closer under the saddle, grabbed for his ever-present multi-tool, and made an adjustment. Standing back upright, he smiled. Your brake was on. What? About 30 miles into this track, the caliper was off. The brake was rubbing on the wheel the entire time I was pedaling. Have you ever felt that way? You ever feel like you're just pedaling through life with your brakes on? Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he's patient. Absolutely. He's that great teacher, of course. He's the one who is the great high priest that feeds us with fuel for the journey, of course. But he's also the king, king of the universe, who knows not just the phenomenal cosmic powers, but knows us through and through every aspect of our lives what we're reading, how we're eating, if we're getting our rest, if we're exercising. He knows the most public aspects of our lives and the most secret and intimate. He knows what we're doing on Sunday morning, 
and Tuesday afternoon and Friday night as well. And when he is allowed to be the Lord of our life and all the corners of our lives line up with his divine will, that's when we live freely because he has not only designed us but has taken on the human condition in all ways but sin. He knows us through and through. And so sometimes when it feels like he's asking us just to stop and get off and let him in to fix the brokenness, that's because he's asking us to stop, get off, and let him in to be vulnerable. He'll never push us out of the way any more than Mr. Robinson would have pushed me off the saddle of my bike. And the longer we go, like for me, the harder it is to stop. But he still invites us in. Think of the ways that we're given. He works so clearly through our brothers and sisters when we have good and vulnerable open conversations about things that that really matter. When we're given good counsel or we give good counsel to others, in a most special way for us Catholics, through the sacrament of confession and reconciliation. Such a gift for us to be able to have those dark corners of our lives fixed and healed. And this isn't just good for us, church-going Catholics, but for everyone. What is it that Jesus says when he's before Pilate? Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. You know what? Ponder that. If you or I were on trial, we would have said it just the opposite. If you listen to my voice, you hear the truth, is how I would have said it, at least. But he goes much broader, much bolder. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. For everyone from the four corners of the globe, strives for truth. No one likes to be lied to. We all love what is true. And all that is true, just like all that is good and beautiful, points to Jesus. And Jesus is the source of it all. The next question that is given in the passage right after this gospel Pilate cynically asks, what is truth? As if to say, there is nothing in this life that is true. And sadly, for the next two millennia, that question has been echoed through the ages, and it rings out so clearly today, what is true? There is no rule worth following. There's only what you desire. And so we live in a world that just keeps peddling their hearts out with the brakes on. After that brake was released, after my king, Mr. Robinson, used that multi-tool, I flew. I just flew down the road. I zipped right back into, into the midst of the crowd of my friends with all their goofiness and all their their strange comments. It was so good to be back. It was a sense of communion, to be back in the family after being gone so long. And that is what he invites for each of us, to be drawn back together into this loving 
family of faith, not just on Thursday with, please God, a great meal, but as we come to this banquet to be nourished together and ultimately, please God, in heaven. As we come before him now, we listen to his voice and we belong to the truth so that we may be free.